0: What does she want here? Well, quite a glittering assemblage, King Stephen. Royalty, nobility, the gentry, and... how oh, oh, quaint. Even the rabble. I really felt quite distressed at not receiving an invitation. You weren't wanted. Not what? Pa- Uh, What an awkward situation. I had hoped it was merely due to some oversight. Well, in that event, I'd best be on my way. And you're not offended, Your Excellency? Why, no, Your Majesty. And to show I bear no ill will, I too shall bestow a gift on the child. Listen well, all of you. The princess shall indeed grow in grace and beauty Beloved by all who know her But Before the sun sets on her 16th birthday She shall prick her finger On the spindle of a spinning wheel And die Oh no
1: (laughs) Seize that creature
2: To the show, welcome everybody. back! Quite the opening, yes, yeah, dramatic. Mm-hmm. I love the drama, love it. Love the flair, everybody out there listening. My name's Peace. and I'm Scott, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. Rounding the
3: corner on our little Disney series yes. of September, A Disney movie series, I and we it. had to go back to the OG. We had to go back to the classics.
2: Yes, uh, I'm. I'm really glad we went back this far because this movie's amazing. I love this it's movie. Beautiful. It's one of my favorites. It's. Uh, we, I can't even, let's, let's get into it. Scott, introduce our guest.
3: We had past guest and friend of the podcast, Devin Lotfi from the, I don't want to hear that podcast. Welcome back.
2: Hello, hello, hello.
3: Welcome back to the so show. you were last on for Muriel's Wedding, a very different movie from Muriel's Wedding. <laughs> I
4: thought we were doing Muriel's Wedding again. That's uh, the only just, reason I <laughs> this. <laughs> we're just going to talk
2: about it all over again. Part two. That was a, that episode was very well received. People mm-hmm. love Muriel's Wedding. Right. We got a lot it's, of. I <laughs> mean, if you love it, you listeners love from that one.
4: Yep. It. absolutely. So it's, it's, it's so wonderful to find fans of that.
2: Yeah,
3: for sure, for sure. But, but yes. we invited you back for Sleeping Beauty, released January 29th, nineteen fifty nine, directed by Les Clark, Eric Larson, and Wolfgang Reitherman. Uh, Wolfgang directed our uh, episode on Robin Hood. Yes, he did. He's kind of like one of the Disney staple directors Ooh. from back back in the olden times. From back in the golden era. Yes.
4: I feel so honored that you asked me. But then part of <laughs> me was like, they do follow me on Instagram and I post about this movie like every other week. So they're probably like, yeah. <laughs> <It's just laughs>
2: you know what's funny? Speaking of Instagram, when we were watching this movie and it got to the part at the very end when she opens her eyes when she's laying in bed. And we were both just like, that's the meme. That's the meme. <laughs> just put a cell phone in her hand. Dark circles under her eyes. <laughs> it's so interesting how there are quite a few actually different memes, you know, w- using images from this movie. Mm-hmm. It's so random.
4: And you know, um just to touch on the people saying oh it's it's there's a kind of uproar with it not being consent, you know. Oh, that, right. But right. I think that I think Snow White gets a little more flack than that because at least with Aurora, like she did know him. She knew him before. <laughs> yeah. and, she, and, yeah. and, and True Love's Kiss is the only
2: way out. She'd be mm-hmm. she'd be down for that smooch. <laughs> like Aurora was crazy. Oh, Love yeah, first sight for <laughs> Philip. Snow White was very much like, and who are you singing next to me? Who by are you in my, in my, by my wishing well, my wishing well <laughs> yeah. courtyard? Well, as yeah. I was
4: watching last night, I was like, is this the first man Aurora has ever seen? In Possibly. Her time?
2: <laughs> I mean, she was just, Possibly. she was just digmatized by yeah. Philip. <laughs> I mean, hey, he looks shit. He's, he's uh, pretty good. He looks to be about, I would say Prince Philip looks a good 6'2", six 6'4", six mm-hmm. maybe. Did you they look drew up him, the, they drew him pretty did right. you watch,
3: or did you look up the actor who is referenced in animation for Prince Philip?
4: You know, I thought about it, but I didn't. His Obviously. name
3: is Ed Kemmer, and he played Commander Buzz Corey on television Space Patrol. So he was kind of a B television actor. Is he cute? He right. is very handsome. And I mean, he is... looks just like Philip. He has that beautiful jawline. I, I mean,
4: mean, do you think that? Philip mm-hmm. is the cutest oh, so of all? I he's, mean, he's I know the most Eric gets,
2: all gets all a lot of, of love. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, does I mean, he beat Philip. Prince Eric for you? I think Scott?
3: so. Yeah. He's always been your favorite. I used to have um, Prince Philip on my lock screen on my iPhone. And it was like a pinup of Prince Eric and he's fully uh, of, it was a pinup of Prince Philip and and he's fully wearing like a leather harness strap on his arm. (laughs) Because when you Google just Disney Prince art, there is a lot of shit that comes up in that, yeah. in that Google search. I've seen, you know, sh- um, search.
4: just real quick, my second favorite or basically tied Disney film is Lilo and Stitch. Mm. And when you wander into some weird animated stuff with that, oh, you really yes. get disturbed. And, and um, I, never, I didn't need to see that. And, <laughs> oh, no. I don't, don't want to see that. And
3: What's-His-Name from Lilo and Stitch is also in that series, too. I think that I think that artist did them all. I'll oh, post okay. some photos of it. Oh, There's right. like a uh, whole David, series of David, it. David, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah um i mean i I was gonna say if you're if you're if you got
4: a foot fetish you might pick eric because of the whole (laughs) when he's passed out there you go she plays with his foot
2: yeah she plays with his foot in that one um we were just talking about little mermaid uh Mm -hmm. last week in last week's episode and um i mentioned that you know i i feel like i like prince eric a lot very you know he's got the like super dark black hair with like really bright blue eyes he has eyes the beautiful like thick eyebrows but um yeah prince philip is very is very handsome just mm-hmm. like classically you know he's kind of like built like a football player he's like this big tall guy he's a very like carrie grant quality about, mm-hmm. about yeah them. but i was gonna yeah. say like he also likes sings and dances mm-hmm. so, so yeah, little yeah, mermaid Phil would be good.
4: number three for me just okay. to round out We're my top showman. three okay. sleeping beauty live and little mermaid okay,
1: okay. I it. think
4: you can say that Sleeping Beauty is my favorite, but Ariel is a little more of my favorite princess because she <laughs> does does a little more, but um she has yeah. a little more to work with. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's the issue, well, not an issue, but that's a thing with Sleeping Beauty as well as Cinderella when you go back to the older movies. Um, you know, when you compare it to something like Little Mermaid, Ariel is in practically every scene, mm-hmm. it's all about Ariel. You know, in this movie, so much of it is about the fairy godmothers and just little bits of business that they're doing. I mean, that's
4: what I love about it. Yeah, it's 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 them and the prince. I'm a little. You know, it's not. It's really not her movie. I think yeah. on the trivia I read last night, she's in 18 of the
3: 76. <laughs> she's, oh she has 18 lines of actual dialogue oh, I, uh, in the final movie, wow. and she doesn't show up. <laughs> I mean, she probably doesn't show up until like the first 20 minutes of this movie. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, she's a baby
2: in the whole first Mm -hmm.
3: like scene, first act.
4: I also love how the book just like takes us quickly through 16 years. Oh, yeah. And and then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then. (laughs) Yeah.
3: We don't need to see any of those 16 years. Yeah, (laughs) And I like that her mother, one of the very few Disney mothers that's still alive. You don't even know her name. I know. It's just the queen.
4: I think like now we, we, I think you can look it up, but yeah, it's definitely it's not. It's Queen Leah. Okay, Leah. Oh,
3: yep. interesting.
2: Somebody made that up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: is it canon? They we'll got
3: Prince Adam from Beauty and the Beast from a computer game. What do you mean? The, it, Prince Adam's name is never referenced in the movie. And oh. they named him Prince Adam in the computer game. Like a PC, beat in in like the a Be- PC, PC game, game. from yeah. the 90s. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it just stuck. Just I stuck. remember that was a pub trivia question I once. It. Wow. And I think I knew it. Okay. Now, so, if
4: we t- – sorry. If we go back to Cinderella real quick, yeah. I mean mm-hmm. that's Queen Eleanor Audley, right? She's Lady Tremaine. She's Lady Tremaine. Tremaine. And, yes. and yep. I don't know if I knew that as a kid, obviously. It make, when you watch it now, you're like, oh,
1: duh.
2: Uh, yeah. And obviously mm-hmm.
4: it's distinct enough that – because sometimes I feel like – because I don't watch Cinderella as much even though I right. adore it. Yeah. I feel like I get twisted for a second like, wait that voice that's Maleficent and
2: um, she's also the voice of Madame Leota in the Haunted Mansion the ball Mm -hmm. (laughs) the floating crystal ball I told
4: someone that the other day and they were like arguing with me I was like don't even try no
2: (laughs) don't even try (laughs) (laughs) bitch and it's another one of those things when you listen to it you're like oh yeah that's Maleficent serpents
4: and
0: spiders tail of a rat call in the spirits wherever they're at rap on a table it's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine.
2: Like that's mm-hmm. that's Lady Tremaine. That voice is just so like dramatic. It's just such like an mm-hmm. like an old woman of like the
3: fifties, like just like that actor voice. And I think that I she it. came from radio. Okay, so that's why she has that very expressive, stunning, expressive, stunning voice. And I was reading on IMDb that she almost had to turn down Maleficent because she was in the battle. Madal- she was um she was battling uh, tuberculosis at the time. Oh my, and my god! And she didn't want to tax her voice too much. And she Jeez. fully recovered and. Oh. Accepted the role. Wow. I mean, that's fake. Mm-hmm. Can you okay. even
4: imagine anyone else? Yeah. I love Lady Tremaine because she actually doesn't have powers and she's fucking scared. True. <laughs> you know yes. I mean? her, her, yeah. her
3: magical powers is that she is a fucking she's bitch. She's just yeah. a bad bitch. Yeah.
4: Now, I'm embarrassed to ask this, but is there any way in the world that you two have seen cinderella 3 a twist in time
3: we watched a little bit of it it is so good it's it's pretty bananas if you
4: do your research it is kind of known as the best of the straight to dvd because i guess there was a second which i never saw and it's supposed to be like an abomination yeah it was 2007 i remember i was probably in high school and i was like my friend and i were like this is supposed to be good and we're like, okay, let's just watch it. And we were like, I mean, it is suspenseful. You're so shook. Lady Tremaine is very, very scary. And I, I, w- I would definitely recommend when we first that.
2: got Disney Plus, I looked to see if all the weird sequels, Pocahontas 2, you know, Parent Trap
4: 3, yeah, Straight to well, TV. No, I'm that's not, on. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I, the
2: Parent <laughs> Trap sequels are there. They I, should be. That was
4: the only way I was going to sign up. We were just
2: having a conversation about those. With somebody it time. It
4: about? was
3: a past guest, Jacob. Oh, uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Did so, you finish
4: that Haley Mills book? Or you were telling me. You... I'm,
3: I'm still in the middle of it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to yep. check that out. I'm going to read more of it this week. The audiobook. Okay. Or as, listen as to read more of it. by Haley Mills. Oh, beautifully read by <laughs> Haley Mills. <laughs> that mindless <laughs> voice. Like that beautiful <laughs> speaking voice of her. That's probably why I haven't finished So put you to sleep. And not that you're bored, but this is
4: so soothing, you know? Yeah.
3: Those dulcet tones. No, yeah.
2: So I was checking to see if all the weird sequels are there, and they are Lady and the Tramp 2 hunchback to Adventure. Like, why do yep. these movies get sequels who knows but there were, you know obviously Cinderella 2 and uh, a twist in time or a twist of fate or something
3: yeah. it has what's her name from the Simpsons well, as a voice. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it always one? was, was weird name? to
4: me that of all of them, Return to Neverland got a theatrical release. Theatrical, yeah. Really why? Well, yeah. well, and I feel like that was
3: probably a last minute decision because they just saw a hole in their schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, this this shit's getting released yeah. on the big screen. Well,
4: apparently, Leland Stitch 2 was supposed to go to the big screen. Mm. And it makes sense financially based off the first one, but mm-hmm. I guess um, Davy Chase, who ended right. up doing Samara in, in the, the ring, ring. Yeah. couldn't do it and like, the little fanning girl had to do Lilo instead. Oh, did instead. they recast and, her? Yeah, so okay. just kind of a little bit of a... Interesting. But just to touch on the sequels, how blessed are we... If we're not talking about Angelina quite yet, that this movie doesn't have one of those stupid sequels. Mm-hmm. If you, will.
3: I mean, it wraps up it, it wraps up itself pretty nicely.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. It would be really hard to bring Maleficent back.
2: Yeah, that is so interesting. There's two Cinderella sequels. There's a Bambi sequel. There's Peter Pan. Pocahontas, but this, yeah, yeah King, but this movie Mermaid, did not get one that's very interesting oh
3: wait a minute update on Cinderella 3 a twist in time I'm looking at the voiceover cast Christopher Daniel Barnes is the voice of Prince Charming how do you like that okay and who also the voice of Prince Eric uh, Tress McNeil from the Simpsons okay is Anastasia, Anastasia who I believe was Smurfette in the original movie
4: <laughs> okay. I thought you were about to be like Devin you're right it's 100% Rotten Tomatoes I to like, Yeah, I told you. <laughs> it's got a
3: glowing <laughs> reputation
2: no there was some reason that I can't remember what but I was like we need to watch A Twist in Time.
3: I think that I read a cracked article about it or something. About it being good. About it just being insane. Yeah.
2: yeah. So we we started it and never finished. But we we should. Um, we should definitely
3: finish it. But, now, yeah. how
4: far do you two go back with Sleeping Beauty? Oh, my
3: so goodness. So I do not even remember first watching this movie. Yeah. I feel like I've always seen this movie. And I remember my copy over at my grandma's house when I was a kid was probably one of the first – Reissues it got on VHS, mm-hmm. and that tape was so haggard <laughs> that you could not even watch it. And it used, you guys to, watched it it so used much. to just like piss me off that, like, I fucking love Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> and this piece of shit tape cannot. Yeah. So oh. you must
4: be talking about like the maybe 1997 ish because no, black... no, from like okay, I think the this Black is from, Diamond. The
3: I think this is probably from. the I early remember 80s. the one. you The, you're the talking Black about. Diamond was
4: so hard to find. Like when I was coming of age, it wasn't on sale because I mean, the freaking vault was like a two week I mean, thing, and it also mm-hmm. probably
3: disintegrated yeah. once like the vault was closed. Mm-hmm. Well, they also did another thing
2: that this was. One of the rare Disney classics that was filmed in CinemaScope. Bless right, it! Right, it's yeah. full widescreen, yep. and the reissue from the '90s. I remember that. I have yeah. memories of walking past Suncoast Video at the mall, and the oh TVs that I faced there. That was did you work at Suncoast? Job, yes. <gasps> Love it. So they had TVs that faced out the window. So as you're walking past the store, you could look in the TV and see the new releases. Mm-hmm. And I remember standing there looking at the TV and seeing it in widescreen. And those TVs weren't big, you uh-huh. know, and seeing it in widescreen. So the, the the film image itself couldn't have been <laughs> that big right. because the widescreen shrank it. And just being like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And there were like even restoration like – Maybe, yeah. like, a five-minute. It is
4: one of the only things... Of course, we always talk about Criterion, but mm-hmm. Sleepy Beauty is the only movie that I feel like I will still keep buying, like, yeah. the 57th and a half edition. I have, <laughs> like, I like, have okay, two copies
3: it of it. I have yeah. the first Blu-ray, and then I have the later reissued Blu-ray. And they go
4: hard with the artwork. It <laughs> yeah. is always better than the last one. The yeah. most yeah. new one that was, like, a Target exclusive or something, it was yeah. gorgeous. I, I remember, like
3: the. I like the... The new Blu-ray box of both her and Maleficent with, yeah, their back, yeah. with their back with oh, their back towards yes. each that other. That was the one from five yep. years ago. But mm-hmm. yes,
4: it's very. It just captures the spirit of the film. That kind of yeah. just ominous and dark. But yeah, I remember. I could never find it, and my mom asked our neighbor one time, "Do you guys have Sleeping Beauty?" And she was like, "Of course." My mom brings it back. Fucking Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, ah. just I'm like this stupid bitch. is not, not to my mom. But like, just because the word beauty was in it,
3: I'm yeah. sure the
2: ladies, like, was like all the,
3: were like, yeah. Oh here it my is. god, I love it. That's no, such-
2: no
4: shade to Beauty and the Beast, yeah. but it was not my sleeping. No, beauty.
3: not what you're looking for. And but, uh, yeah. then oh. I remember when it when it was reissued in around '95. You said. That's I when say, I bought you, the new one. Yeah. And it's funny yep. you
4: say about Suncoast because back then we didn't have the internet to no. constantly tell us. And Mm-mm. I think it was like a poster and I was like, yep. holy shit, there it is. Yep. Because I think it was Lion King that turned into Masterpiece because the Black sure. Diamond sure. was like, yep. yeah. you know, Robin Hood and such. And then was mm-hmm. like Little Mermaid, Aladdin. Looking back, you know, everyone talks about millennials, this and that. We were very lucky to be growing up when it was like yeah. the Renaissance, if you will. Little oh, Mermaid, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin lion king now i know i commented on your um post the other day and i said waking sleeping beauty yeah have we just, you we, seen that we just, just watched it just did you it. cry your eyes it's out? great
2: it's mm-hmm. so the Howard good ashman stuff i mean uh, yeah it's just unreal and
4: and the fact that they were trying to take part of your world out like give me a break you know yeah you
2: so um i purchased the little mermaid on dvd on its first dvd release. And I'm right? just
4: making sure we're still talking about Little Mermaid. Yes, Little oh, okay, Mermaids, okay. Specifically, okay. Little
2: Mermaid. Um, I bought the DVD in its first initial DVD release. I don't remember when it was. It was probably in the early 2000s. And on that and now on the Blu-ray is a Little Mermaid making of documentary that's feature length. Oh, yeah. I want to say it's probably... 90
3: minutes. Okay. They sort of rehash a lot of the same stuff and they that they cover. do go into a lot of that because that eight. was
2: the first movie that when they kicked him out of the old animation building and they put them in the trailers over in Glendale and the whole story. Mm. And that one goes real hard with... Wow. Uh, the Howard Ashman stuff. And then mm. when we we watched that and then the next day we rewatched Waking Sleeping Beauty and it and it goes over that again and, and, and Katzenberg
3: I, and just what a s- little slime ball movie And I think they just released is. another
4: one just called Howard but I
3: yes, haven't watched that that's on Disney oh, Plus. On Disney, yeah. Yeah, we, um, like, we haven't don't know watched if it. Get. The documentary on the first Little Mermaid DVD is awesome because John Waters is on it. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: I think that was like the kind of gold cover and Ursula's wrapped around mm. the title and it's just I'm just trying to picture the, well, obviously the infamous in the closet. Is It or Isn't It a Penis right. 1989 <laughs> cover, you know, <laughs> which I see on eBay sometimes for like, you know, $15,000 or something. Yes. And I'm like, oh,
2: but, and again, Sleeping Beauty, free of any sort of like scandal, <laughs> There's no right? weird stuff going yeah. on with it. But yeah, I mean... You know, growing up in like the 90s and having all the clamshell tapes, I actually even just saw a meme and it was a stack of the old VHS clamshell ta- tapes. Oh. And it said, like, this was Disney Plus growing up. Right. Like, just mm-hmm. your, you know, all of your Disney VHS tapes. We, I mean, we all had them. And this was definitely one that got watched into the ground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I, I, you know, I talked about my older sister and, you know, this was a movie that when that reissue came about, she scooped it up really fast just because it was so hard to find and seeing it in widescreen was the first time we were able to just look at the artwork Mm -hmm. that was put into this movie and the backgrounds and the painted backgrounds of the, the castle. Like... The, it's pretty next level. The brick and the castle mm-hmm. and the geometric All the trees yeah. and yep. the forest. All this stuff is just like... This movie so graphically different mm-hmm. than anything that came before it. It doesn't look like Cinderella. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like Snow White. But
4: you're right. On on multiple viewings, I catch myself just watching the oh, background. Yeah. I was seeing colors last night in Maleficent's Castle, and I was like, holy crap, those blues. You know, it's yeah. just... Now, would you guys say that this kind of... Whether we knew it or not, was a little bit of a precursor to how much you would love the horror genre. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I'm serious. I think it taught yeah, me what yeah. suspense was. All yeah. of
3: like all of those scenes with Prince Philip and the dragon, all, everything on in Maleficent's castle is so beautiful. Yeah. And just her courtroom with the big pit. Yeah. And oh my just, god, when like, the minions are yeah. dancing yeah. and that music <laughs> yeah. and just like all of the emotions that that artwork mm. makes you feel. Yeah. It's incredible.
4: I um D twenty three is kind of like the Disney Comic Con. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went a few years back, and they had one of the original cells from the Dragon Ooh. Fight, and it was like a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, oh one day that is the dream <laughs> to have my wall I have anything. And it yeah. was just it was so.
2: Well, cool. you know that was something else that again talking about my sister and buying this movie on VHS. And at that time, my sister and I in the nineties were teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, we had younger siblings that were we were buying all the clamshell VHS for them to watch over and over again. But us as, as teenagers, we were watching them as like you know burgeoning cinephiles mm-hmm. you okay. know at that point and i remember watching it and my sister turning and going did maleficent just summon all the powers of hell <laughs> oh, She summons all of the powers of hell, <laughs> of
3: hell. and i was like oh my god like the badass it. bitch that she is
4: yeah i mean i was watching it again last night and i said The live-action movie did her so So
3: dirty. So dirty. She is evil. They kind of cut her balls off in that movie. And I would have been fine with maybe
4: a reason why she's the way she is, but don't change this ending. But, you know, and the other thing, too, is that,
2: like, oh, you know, this movie's from the 50s, right? Or what year did it come out? 1959. 1959, right? And in this movie from the 50s, she's summoning all the powers of hell. She's cursing Cursing a baby to prick her finger and die. I know. Right? In the 20... What was it? 2016... Maleficent movie, whatever year. I think it was. it's twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. God, that's. that's she weird. is gonna prick her finger and fall into a sleep like. Yeah, trance no. or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and then she, and there's no mention of hell at all.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm su- kind of surprised Disney Plus hasn't edited the fifty nine version. right, yeah. Powers of darkness. She's gonna prick yeah. her finger
3: from a spinning wheel. And, and die. die.
4: But guys, my my niece, she's five. I bought it for her, and I was all excited. My brother was like, "She's not watching that." And I love it. Like my brother even knows yeah. like that movie's scary. Too scary. I don't want to deal with that. I'm like, so so. At what age can you watch like, The Beauty? Fifteen. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, what else I love about Maleficent is she's one of the earlier Disney villains to embrace the purple and green theming. Mm. Sure, because like this purple and green theming. Uh, is kind of recurring it's with Ursula and it's with Scar and anytime there's like green smoke or green fire or purple in their costume or their their color scheme you know and she, those are like her two signature like very halloweeny colors purple and green you know and it just kind of like keys you in. That's like she. I
4: stared her too long. I mean, in her neck, that like reptilian. It's like, is it a costume or is it part of her? Her skin. Like, is, yeah, she, yeah. is she is yeah. she that
3: evil? Is she just turning into a demon right. yeah. too? Like she's an evil fairy. Maleficent is like she's like the other three fairies, but she's just a badass bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and she's just turning into this demon.
4: I argued with someone not long ago, just talking about the best villain. and I said because this movie is kind of essentially not a musical. There's right. not that much songs in it. No? Yeah. And it keeps it on a certain level that keeps like I Maleficent doesn't hit camp because right. she doesn't have a song. Yeah, I mean even like Scar sings and he's horrible but Yeah, like, you know what I mean Maleficent <laughs> I think what keeps her so cool and so evil and so scary even though she's still funny and Iconic is that she doesn't have a song to bring her down a notch. Yeah, totally.
2: Like she, she has like uh, kind of funny moments, like you said, like when they when she finds out that they're looking for babies and cradles (laughs) and all that, and her laugh, Mm -hmm. and it's just that Eleanor Audley like delivery.
0: Did you hear that, my pet? All these years they've been looking for a baby.
1: Oh. (laughs)
2: but you're right she is very like stoic and very i don't know kind of untouchable in that she doesn't have a
3: stoic but i love the shots of her in this movie where she smiles well yeah too yeah Mm -hmm. that this beautiful evil smile on her face that she's just relishing in yeah all of this shit that she's doing, yeah.
2: And then another thing we talk about this kind of every now and then is that watching movies now in high definition on high def TVs, you know, these high def transfers, as opposed to watching them on VHS on little CRT, yeah. tiny twenty, you know, twenty inch TVs in our bedroom or in our living room at our parents' house, the colors are a lot different now. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. they're more like what they were intended to be, and. I always remember Maleficent as having like green skin, but is it green? Is it gray? Is it I purple? Think I think it's more of a grayish lavender, like a gray, Yeah, almost like a lavender color. Mm-hmm. But I kind of have just a memory of her skin being like a greenish tone. Like well, Malichy. I mean,
3: there's just green tones in her courtroom. Yeah, so it's it's just sort of reflecting off of mm-hmm. her skin. Mm-hmm. Also, this was probably one of the last of the old movies to actually be colored with ink as well because i think that when they did 101 dalmatians they went to xerox well that was just for the outline they still painted Mm -hmm. them yeah
4: now when you mentioned cinemascope is that what Mm -hmm. you said cinemascope that's about the that was about the
3: wide screen screen. Mm -hmm. because when you watch all of the old disney classics they're in a square Mm -hmm. that's why you have to watch it with the disney disney view with the disney view right and they'll put in beautiful artwork where those black where those uh where those black spaces are. It's yes.
4: funny. Technically, the as you guys are headed there, or, am I allowed to talk about that? Your trip, of course. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, the castle in Disney World is way more exquisite, amazing, walkable. There's a restaurant up there, Cinderella's <laughs> Castle. <laughs> but, yes, but I always love you know the Disneyland one because it's Sleeping Beauty, and you can do that little. Walk and they so, were
3: building and... the castle, and Sleeping Beauty had not even come out.
4: Right, yet. it was so that was supposed to tie into the opening of Disneyland. Right, this film.
3: Yeah, I believe or, mm, so. At yeah. some point it was It's sort of to... to preview something that was coming because this movie took most of the 1950s they to animate won, they started. They oh started in 1951. When did they do the voiceover recordings? They did the voiceover recordings in 1952 and the animation took from 53 to 58. So that means that they would have had to animate Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Lady and the Tramp. All in between. Like they did... Fully three movies, as it took them to finish this, yeah. that's how much work this movie took,
4: yeah and it's crazy to think that it was kind of a bomb when it first came out,
3: because it was just really expensive. Yeah. I think that it probably cost around seven million dollars in the late 50s. Is- I guess that with inflation, probably almost a hundred yeah million. And, yeah, I mean, people saw it, but it just didn't quite gross back its profit. Yeah,
4: I think I heard the 1970 releases. Like, I just wonder when Disney was like, wait, oh, okay, people <laughs> do like this. This is catching yeah. on not, I'm Not necessarily when the money came back, but, yeah, an article I was reading last night was like, obviously, we're happy for the Renaissance and Little Mermaid and all that, but it's mm-hmm. like, what if Sleeping Beauty had hit hard? What would have been next for them? Like, you know, what path? Because they just stopped princesses altogether. Yeah.
3: Female protagonists mm-hmm. altogether. Well, I mean, also the 1960s and the 1970s they did I mean they had hits like 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. but they sort of repurposed a lot of this movie into other films too mm-hmm. because a lot of its character design and animation shows up in movies like Sword in the Stone okay, and Robin yeah. Hood too mm-hmm. so it's like they sort of repurposed. Yeah, Art. but I think that's how they movie.
4: save money, right? <laughs> well, I
2: think also it's just the animation style and the the animators just kind of like evolving in their mm-hmm. like craft as well, just like changing, yeah. going from a more uh, cartoony style or um, like the style of uh, Snow White and C- and uh, Cinderella being a little bit more. Um, like uh, not realistic by any means. They almost but kind of a little of, bit more cartoony. They almost kind
3: of look like paper dolls. Sure, too. And in, starting mm-hmm. in this movie, the characters look a little bit more graphic. They're, They're a little more a- stylized to match, probably with the backgrounds.
2: Yeah, but it was also mm-hmm. part of what was happening in you know art and sure. just animation. Yeah. And if you look at comic books and things like that in the the late fifties and the sixties. You know just uh, evolving styles and things, and you know you could kind of say that you can kind of see similar trends in like current disney animated movies or or c g animated movies, like characters kind of looking a similar way and mm-hmm. just evolving, but yeah, it did definitely change things, and you can even see it in other disney animated, not even um The features, but in the shorts, there's a Paul Bunyan short. There's also one of English
3: folklore, like Mary, Queen of Scots. Or like, Mary, Mary, uh, How Does Your Garden Grow? Mm -hmm. And those were kind of probably used as tests? Yeah. Probably for this movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The characters have that very kind of
2: sharp, sharper edges, a little bit more angular. Um, The character, uh, they're Body forms are a little bit more exaggerated. Um you know, Aurora Briar Rose, who we barely have even talked about. <laughs> I know, she has Barbie proportions. Yeah. She has that she skinny She has that skinny little waist. You know, but yep. uh, Snow White and Cinderella do not have these Body proportions mm-hmm. of Aurora of Briar Rose, and you know she's got that tiny little waist she's got a very long neck, she, you know she's kind of a little bit of an Audrey Hepburn style in her mm-hmm. in her look um I do want to start talking i about- never
3: I never thought about Barbie as a reference because Barbie would have come out, yeah, in the she would late have been 50s. a new fashion doll, yeah, so she would have been a new fashion doll, mm-hmm. and she does have a very Barbie look to her, yeah,
4: now Mary Costa was the voice, mm-hmm. but um, yes. I feel like I'm remembering footage now of like. Again, you
3: mentioned I have her name. Okay, yes.
2: The you're and you're going to talk about the um, live action reference, reference, which which Disney is kind of uh, for listeners who are not aware. Disney wouldn't. It's not that they would film the entire movie and then just trace it. They would probably just do the big scenes. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. they would use live action for a reference for the animators to kind of see how clothing would move in real, you know, in three dimensions. The live
3: action reference of. Princess Aurora was an uh, actress named Helen Stanley. Okay,
2: all right.
3: Mm-hmm. And the only surviving footage of Stanley as Aurora, uh, Aurora in live action is uh, it's from the Wonderful World of Disneyland. Or lo- it's from the Wonderful World of Disney. And I think that they're talking about Disneyland, and they show a clip of it. Right on the episode.
2: Well, uh, at the time in the in the fifties and sixties, the show on television it was actually called Disneyland.
3: Oh, the show was okay, called sure. Disneyland. Oh, I, th- oh, well, oh, we know I it thought as... it was The Magical World of Walt Disney, no. and it was it on later, Disney. Okay.
2: It later became called that. That makes sense. Yeah. When we grew gotcha. up and we would see Michael Eisner, and it would be like the Sunday Night Movie or whatever, oh, it was God. called The Wonderful World of Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, the show itself was called Disneyland. And it was hosted by Walt Disney, and he would just walk around and do little fun things and talk about the movies and all that
3: stuff. Stanley also provided the live action reference for Cinderella and Anita in 101 Dalmatians. Okay.
2: Anita does look very, have a very Briar Mm -hmm. Rose kind of a body shape. She has those beautiful cheekbones. So I want to talk about uh, Briar Rose. She's 16. She, I would say she's... 16 she, going on like... 36. Supermodel. <laughs> yeah. Supermodel of the world. Yeah. I love that she's out, you know... Okay. Well, maybe we should backtrack a little bit because this plan that the fairy godmothers come up with, I have problems with this plan.
4: <laughs> I try to, That's the only <laughs> thing about taking notes for a podcast. I was like... I don't want to think too hard about the
1: logistics of <laughs> This like, like,
3: plan like, is flawed. <laughs> we don't want to be like, we don't want to be like, <laughs> we don't want to take this in like a cinema sins direction. <laughs>
4: <laughs> because you can just easily say, it's a fairy tale.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But
2: I mean, all this sh- they they couldn't have waited for like the right. week before I her know, 16th I birthday know. to say, now let's take her to the woods. <laughs> this family just gets They ready. stole her from her parents for her entire life. She has no idea who her parents well, maybe are. Maybe that
4: just shows what they know of Maleficent.
3: Yeah, true. So I true. mean, a good way to, I guess, teach your kids some, like, uh, I mean, to be grateful that yeah. you grow up in this fucking shack. And then <laughs> you find out that you're yeah. loaded when you're, like, you 16. I'm
4: like, did you go to a little school in the I don't the think forest? so. I think those oh, dummies <laughs> just kind
2: of, like, taught her whatever they knew, which was not much. But, okay, actually, to be fair to the to the... Fairy godmothers, Maleficent's curse was before the sun sets on your sixteenth birthday. So, it oh could be sure, and it, it could
3: happen at any time. Oh, yeah. okay. And that's why it's like the and day, that's why, yeah. and yeah. that's why her yeah. little minions were trying to find her all yeah. of these years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's all right. I think that's that checks out. Thank you for yeah.
4: fixing that. Yeah.
3: yeah. Semantics. Problem solved. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Good lawyer could just like uh, get in there and be like <laughs> airtight. Um. So they decide to take her away. They bring her up in the woods and she's just like this woodland girl. You know, she's never seen a man before in her life. Her (laughs) only friends are these three bickering
3: old women. These three bickering old (laughs) women that, I mean, they definitely have some golden girls Vibes going on, yeah. It, sure. Well, even
4: before we meet Aurora, yeah, I love that little segment after the curse that mm-hmm. I don't think she's very happy <laughs> talking about. <laughs> mal- no, no. I think my favorite scene in the film, even trumping the dragon fight, is when Meriwether <laughs> just makes herself a cookie, and it's like a hidden Mickey. It's like this little. Oh yeah. the things they do with the wand. Yeah,
3: yeah. Meriwether has a very like. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much Dorothy.
4: I like the Golden Girls reference. It's there. Dorothy Zbornak. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> And I guess that would make uh, Flora, Blanche, Blanche. and oh, Fauna, might have She's is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Ma
2: is. Ma's a uh, Briar Rose. My Gotta be the fair. So, yeah, the, the three of them, their dynamic is very cute. And actually, like, their magic and their little magic effects and their wands and all that. It's very cool animation. Oh my God. Really, you know, I heard really that cool. was
4: an actual that. I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard this that the um that that story bit wasn't even part of the script. But then the animators were actually arguing about the dress about
3: color, about the color oh, of the dress, cool. and they decided and they were like Why don't we have that?" They decided to make it a gag. It. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I, I love mean, that. Kind of I mean, the dress <laughs> clearly looks better in blue.
4: Okay, I was gonna ask you guys. I was like, Is this gonna make or break the podcast? <laughs> I am also team blue. Blue. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's my favorite color. In yeah. that
4: final shot of the movie, you think it's gonna end blue?
3: The, yeah. the book
4: is closing and it's blue,
2: but it turns pink. Turns pink right at last at the minute, end. the pink too is a very like shocking
3: pink. Yeah, it's, it's not a, even like a pretty pink. It's a little too bold for yeah. my taste. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can tell why Meriwether is like yeah. having none of it. But, but then
4: what, what does Meriwether say? And then she's like, "That's because it's on you, dude." Yeah. And she's like, "It looks horrible." Like, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But what you what we see in like the branding is usually pink, though, right?
3: Yep, like that's at the always parks that's and, always the Aurora meet and greet yeah. dress.
4: It's funny you say that. On a lot of my artwork, though, like posters and artwork oh, I okay. have, it's blue. it's blue. But you're right, okay. selling to the little girls in the store. It's I think the pink is pink. gonna yeah. work a little more. But, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, it's like that thing with uh, Cinderella, where all of the branding and toys, the dress is blue, but in the movie, it's white. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're just kind of making it a little bit more. Uh, what is, what is, uh, Joel Schumacher say, toyetic? I so, think so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a just a phrase that marketing people use to say that it'll 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 work better.
4: Did you guys see my um Stitch crashes Disney thing I got? The pin?
2: I think so. Just
4: a little segue. So sure. when Lilo and Stitch was coming out, the first trailers were like mm-hmm. these really weird trailers. I remember them, them and great. they were weird. Yeah, yeah. He, he crashed mm-hmm. at Aladdin, he was on the magic carpet, he Beast. crashed Beauty and the Beast, uh, I, think that, I think
3: that one was attached to the clamshell VHS of Toy Story oh, 2. Oh, wow. okay, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah.
4: Timing-wise. And um so I guess this year they released this Stitch crashes thing. Okay. Oh, every month there's a different uh, pin and a plush. So I mean, some of them are hideous. There's like <laughs> there's Stitch crashes laying in a tramp and he's like covered in meatballs. And he looks like a Ew. like an Italian uh tablecloth. There's a Pinocchio one which is kind of cool because he's wooden. Okay. But anyway, I was like no matter how hideous it is, you have to get the Sleeping Beauty one <laughs> because that's your favorite movie combined yeah. and um it's stitch and he's splashed half pink and oh, that's splashed cute. Half oh that's cute and yeah he yeah. has the candles on top of his head so again, okay it's ugly but it totally works to, <laughs> to,
1: to, to
2: that yeah. scene i love that oh yeah
4: and i've seen people making that cake
2: i've seen that now and i mean yeah. that seems
4: very difficult but like you know for fun or for a yeah. kid's party i don't know how you hold it up propped up, up but, with yeah. the broom i mean, she I mean uses the broom.
3: still to this day that dress shot of what Aurora's dress was supposed to look like? I mean, that when oh, she was like, making it without magic. I mean, that looks like <laughs> yeah. it should be like getting Jiggly Caliente sent home, on, like, <laughs> episode one of the RuPocalypse. Yeah, it's that definitely dress is like crazy. the going home look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's too
2: much. Um... I like uh, I like Aurora's little like daywear look though. She's got oh, like it's a cute. corset yep. like mm-hmm. over like a blouse. She has her snatched little waist in that yeah. corset. But so yeah, my- that's
4: what makes her as a princess stand out so powerfully mm-hmm. because yeah, it, there's nothing distracting. Yeah, it's just like a yeah, cute little. Um, I, in there.
2: I was noticing though, uh, is she wearing pantyhose? Is she wearing because legs? It looks like her legs because she's barefoot. Uh-huh. Aurora. As Briar Rose is barefoot the entire time, even when she's out picking flowers or whatever she's doing. Uh, uh, Is she barefoot or or is she just wearing... Little flats. No, she's barefoot. Barefoot. Love she's it. She's completely barefoot. But her legs are a slightly different color than her arms. So I was like, is she <laughs> wearing pantyhose yeah. out in the forest <laughs> with no shoes? <laughs> I kind of like... <laughs> some <laughs> protection. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she is, she is barefoot. She doesn't even have little black flats black flats. That's at great. All. I love yeah. it.
4: I love how she's like, but I picked berries yesterday. They're like, well, anymore. We <laughs> <Like>, Again, <laughs> yeah. Get out of the
2: house. Get, get out of here. <laughs> um, the scene where she does meet Philip... Is very cute. With yes, the, love it. The woodland creatures, like oh, stealing love his. Love
3: the woodland creatures in this movie.
2: Stealing his cloak and his boots, and
4: when he like chimes into the song, yeah, oh my God, oh. die. <laughs> And the way she looks in, trans- well, bef- just real quick before that. Again, I know I said there's not much music in this movie. Yeah. but Her little wandering, I wonder, is so like hypnotic and, and um, beautiful.
3: Mary was an opera singer. Like she went on to have a very successful career singing opera. Oh, after yeah. too. Okay, yep. Good. And Mary is still alive. Can you You're believe coffee? that? Yeah, still I with us. I did know mm-hmm.
4: that. That's awesome. So, uh, but yeah, sorry. Um,
3: backtracking
2: just a little bit. Okay. The at the beginning at her her christening. Ceremony, the the events that led to this entire thing, the party that Maleficent did not get invited to,
3: people are hanging out without her.
2: Yes, and she's pissed. She has FOMO, so she's like throws this huge fit. But the thing is, the three fairy godmothers are there to give her a gift, and the first gift is it is it Flora that says that gives her the gift of beauty, mm-hmm. and it's like bitch. Oh, so she's ugly, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: so oh, she oh, oh so, so she's she ugly. ugly.
4: Ha ha ha. Well, it's funny that you said earlier. Oh, there's no contra- controversy with this movie. But last night, I, of course, I saw someone like those are very superficial gifts. Yes. Think, I'm like, shut up. Beauty and the, <laughs> and the gift the of song.
3: song. It's okay to give the gifts of song. These are the song. damn. These are the damn middle ages. <laughs> she is not going off to college. Like yeah. she has to hook herself a man <laughs> exactly. when she's like still has her teeth in.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they give her the gift of beauty, which obviously, as as we see when she's 16, Briar Rose, she's very beautiful, and the gift of song. And so she has this very haunting you know operatic voice i wonder what mary weathers gift would have been if she was able to uh give her regular gift without maleficent butting in
3: so um side tangent on another sleeping beauty adaptation that i used to love watching on the disney Ah, channel in the early 90s dev do you remember the canon fairy tale classics in the 1980s and they did one on, yes. yeah. on Sleeping Beauty. They were live action. They would get sort of B-list stars like Morgan Fairchild plays Sleeping Beauty and that. I think that.
4: the only reason I know this is because my parents accidentally rented that oh. instead <laughs> of the yeah. cartoon. The queen
3: in that used to just scare the shit out of me. And she's red in that movie. Like, like she's, the Maleficent character? She's like this devil red. And Ooh. the Meriwether fairy that doesn't get, get to present her gift but she does like the whole curse mm-hmm. uh she breaks the curse the it is played by um jane Wheedland from the go-go's oh okay yep mm-hmm. so is
4: this kind of the vibe of the hi i'm shelly duvall There's those kind of things, things right, slightly different they're a
3: little more elevated yeah okay. they're right. less well, sort of made for tv if you know what i mean I think that they're because they're
2: they they're shot on film whereas the the Fairytale Theater with Shelley Duval were shot on video. Okay. So they look a little bit more like they're made for cable. But then there're
3: also these weird productions that were shot out of like Israel too. Yeah. So they do not look like American made they're movies. Ca- they're canon. So they're Cannon. Yeah. So they're Golden they're canon. Globus, yeah.
2: You know, the the canon
3: Movie Studios who made I
2: need to
1: see a picture now.
2: Oh, okay.
3: We'll um, we'll we'll, it. Okay. we'll show yeah. you a scene of the Evil Queen from that yeah, cuz she's board. she's okay. pretty badass. But
2: for for listening and um, the the, uh, the Canon group was a movie studio in the 80s run by uh, these two film executives. Uh, they're Israeli you know, film executives that were just kind of like, we're rich. We want to make movies. Mm-hmm. We want to be movie producers. And so let's do this. And they would kind of green light these movies to be made very cheaply. <laughs> And they ended up doing movies that have kind of gone on to become classics for kind of how bad they are. So they did, like, Break-In and Break-In 2, Electric Boogaloo. We
3: covered Masters of the Universe. They did the Masters of the Universe on our movie. our show, yep. mm-hmm. They did,
2: like, Invasion USA with, uh, with uh, Chuck Norris. Um, just a lot of weird, crazy movies that had a lot of nudity, a lot of violence. And... Um, they did a side little series, and they were called uh, Canon Fairy Tale Classics
3: or movie Canon Fairy Tale Classics. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, like Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Um, and they shot, little Red Riding Hood. And they shot and Rattle, them all Rattle, yeah. out of Israel
2: mm-hmm. because it was cheaper for them to do it that way. And yeah, they use kind of like you know B or C list um,
3: actors. And I think that they that. tried to really do the adaptations of the original stories, which I always kind of liked.
4: Isn't Courtney Cox in Master of the Universe? She is, okay. yeah. Because um, I, I think yep. you guys know I work part-time at Prop Store, which is an auction mm-hmm. house. They have a lot of movie costumes and memorabilia. And the other day, someone was watching that to find something that we had, maybe a gun or something. And I was like, oh, my God, there she
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie is pretty wild. And it's very early Courtney Cox, um, Master of the Universe. Go look it up. It's like episode Listen to our episode. We like did it like in like in the first 15 episodes yeah. of our show.
3: But anyway, <laughs> so like – just kind of another adaptation of Sleeping Beauty that mm-hmm. I always really used to like. Well, when I isn't was a kid. it
2: part of the like? I don't know the real story. It's not a Grimm's. Well, story tale. the
3: original story of this is kind of insane. Yeah. Of when you look up, just how old this property is. Yeah. And there is fully rape and like the original story <laughs> with like Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. It's like I mean it's crazy. I mean Anne Rice did a whole like. Section of books. Oh, she did her Sleeping Beauty Inspired erotica. by yeah. sort of how crazy the original yeah. Sleeping Jeez. Beauty stories it's, are. I forgot about that. But yeah, look up the original I Sleeping I Beauty. Heard, Wiki. It's insane.
4: She's called Aurora and some of the old stories. Mm-hmm. Briar Rose and some of the old stories. Mm-hmm. So that's where they kind of like merge. Yeah, merge them
3: together. Well, and also they use the the ballet as one of the main references.
4: Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. they didn't want too many songs because I think they scrapped some. Because oh, right. Disney himself was like, I want this to just feel. Yeah. Like art and blah blah blah. Because it even and, sa-
2: is, it even mentions it at the beginning that it's like based on the based on the the opera or the ballet or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep. Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Um, wasn't there something about like multiple f- multiple
3: fairy godmothers? Oh yeah, there was like, like seven. Way, originally. Yeah, way more yeah. than just. And that is in the that, canon. That's in the canon one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jane Whedonland is way is late. Like she's running in late. Oh okay. And she comes in right after. Ah, the evil fairy. Okay. Yep.
2: They used to show them on the Disney Channel. I feel like they would show them on HBO yeah. as well. And then they would just be in your
3: video store all the time. We'll so. do a screen grab of a little bit of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a trip. Speaking Anyways, of, back to Disney Sleeping um, Beauty.
4: Um, the live action scaring the fuck out of you. The Jabberwocky. Oh my god! Through the Looking Glass, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah,
2: you we've talked Carol about it Channing. on the show. Yeah, love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I mean that was that was that was nightmare.
2: That was sure. so scary. As what a nightmares are made out of? But when you look back at it now, it is clearly a man in a suit. <laughs> it is so a joke. man in a suit. <laughs> yeah. it, he even kind of looks like <laughs> those like those T Rex costumes with the fan. Built into them, <laughs> yeah.
4: but I think it was something about that like false happy ending because yes. it's the uh, it's the to be continued. Yeah, it was the very Shh. end. I just it remember so her like scary. running to her house, she's like oh my god, yes, and then it's like oh. No.
2: Yeah, Carol like, Channing as the White Queen, and that Alice in Wonderland jam. Uh, jam today, jam, tomorrow jam, jam tomorrow. tomorrow, jam yesterday, jam yesterday. Yep, but never ever jam today. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <Funny laughs> we gotta find that.
4: Um, but yeah, so I guess they're out there singing and all the while there's they're st- – I just love when Merryweather's like, fuck this. We got to get the wands. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we- and yeah. they finally they're agree. They're like, this. OK, girl, you're right. Like, and they're, they're – like you said, they waited these 16 years. They're so close. Oh, and my they- god. So close. <laughs> so
2: every time the little forest creatures go and find his cloak and boots, I'm just like – Oh, so is he just, like, bathing himself <laughs> in the river? Is he just, like, butt-ass is it, naked? Is it like a Brokeback mm-hmm. Mountain where he's yep. just, uh, like, situation where he's, like, taking a horse bath in, oh <laughs> in, the, stream. Up, dub in the stream? dubbing the stream?
3: Yeah. I, mm-hmm.
2: But it never happens.
4: <laughs> Samson's funny too. He re- um, yeah. are you tangled fans? Yeah, I'm a huge mm-hmm. tangled, fan. Like tangled. Yeah, very. And he much, reminds yeah, me uh, very that was a little end. homage to Flynn's um... Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, I love. I love the uh, the design of Samson. His face mm-hmm. is just very expressive, like for a horse. Like no. a very expressive Carrots. face. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: I like that the owl is pretty much Archimedes from Sword in the Stone because I love yes. Archimedes. Yes. And they actually have at parks you can get.
2: A plush L oh, He's with the so hat. Cute. He's at the oh, Disney well, store. That. Yeah. They that have, seems a little more mm-hmm. rare. Yeah. I feel like we've seen him at the Disney store. Yeah. Yep. Before they Rest closed them
3: peace. all down. Yeah. I've happens? been hitting all the
4: ones up. I was in Valencia. I was oh,
3: in okay. they they, they don't have anything. I think left. the only oh, that one sucks. that's left in the LA area is at the Citadel.
4: Well, apparently they're just going to be boutiques inside of targets now. Okay. That's, and Target already what? pretty much Yeah, no, that's what yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to be
2: like. I, yeah, heard Disney
4: that. stores in Target. I'm
2: like, okay. All right. I mean, I okay. g- argue Well, it's
3: like how they have those Magnolia like little mini shops inside Target. Or you of have Target. to like haul your ass over to like Disney Springs or Downtown Disney. I well, yeah, world of Disney. But of
4: I mean Disney. shop, you know, shop Disney everything. Yeah.
3: But,
2: yeah, that's true, but
4: But something about the hunt.
2: Yeah. It's fun. Um but oh, speaking of yeah,
4: I mean, uh, just in general with merch and something like you just said I love mm-hmm. I love when you find the stuff like that Yeah Even like I think I have a Maleficent plush which I was like that's so weird like <laughs> Sleeping Beauty is still kind of the cult one yeah. if you will no, Yeah No yeah totally like, about it. like it's not Everyone's everyone's favorite. Yes.
2: Um, I mean, obviously, you remember uh, the walkthrough in Sleeping Beauty's castle. Mm-hmm. Is it still there? Disneyland.
4: It's not open right now, but okay. it is. I don't remember. I was there a couple weeks ago, and I don't remember what the reason was. Probably because it's such close quarters. Yeah. And with mm-hmm. COVID, Social they, distancing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just not... Yeah. It's not really made for that. Yeah. But, uh, Those- because...
2: It's one of those things it's so where it's cool. like, even if they even if they staggered you as you walked in, right. there would have to be somebody at every station and telling you to move on. Yeah.
4: And there's that, um, you can see the Maleficent shadow. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. creepy.
2: So for listeners who haven't been to Disneyland here in Southern California, inside of the castle, our castle is a lot smaller oh, yes. than the castle at Disney World's yeah. Orlando. It's all forced perspective. Yeah, it's the smallest castle. And all that's in it is a little walkthrough. And you walk up the stairs and go through and walk down the stairs. And it used out. to be
3: dolls. But yeah, they're mm-hmm. little
2: dioramas. Yep. And each little diorama. Now they have little bits of video in them, right? That just kind of like I think a so. little bit of video. Yeah. not Nothing like too spectacular. Yeah, It's very yeah. simple. Yeah, they're very simple. But there's but.
4: also a huge dragon fight frame thing as you're yes, walking out you in walk. the back, which is very cool. Mm-hmm.
2: But I remember in the 80s... Before there was a big remodel of of the inside of the walkthrough, probably in the nineties. I remember in the eighties, the little vignettes
3: there were dolls, Mm
2: -hmm. and I I'm gonna have to Google it to find pictures. Please, I know that it can't be something that I'm. I think there's a
3: featurette on the Blu-ray about the dolls.
2: Oh, okay, cool, Mm -hmm. cool. We'll we'll find some some pictures of that. Yeah, but they changed it from like little you know actual physical dolls to. yeah, I don't even know how of like to describe hologram-y. it. Yeah. 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 It's it, it's images, it's it's illustrations but they're kind of like hologram-ish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate
4: to say that it's cheap, but it's No, it's, it's beautiful, it's beautiful though, <laughs> yeah. and it's effective.
2: And it's scary cuz you're inside the castle. Simple and it's beautiful yeah. and there's
3: just ca- some kind of cool audio effects that they do.
2: Yeah. Cuz there's not like sleeping beauty rides or anything like that, but I mean, I guess there's the entire castle, yeah. which is cool. Mm. So, although Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland it doesn't really look like a castle in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. it's
3: not quite a. I'm waiting for the <laughs> for Forbidden Mountain
4: up. Castle. They need to. Open oh my that.
3: gosh!
2: There needs,
4: there needs to be a villain's land by I now. I was they trying to think right? of like
3: what is this backstory of the Forbidden Mountain? Castle? I know. Castle? Like, can yeah. you just can I yeah. just see it? Well, from I mean, where? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they go into that shit in the in the Angie Jolie movie. that yeah. She just like finds it, but I like to think that Maleficent has just been living in that castle since it was new and she's just seen it deteriorate mm-hmm.
2: or like every time she gets mad at a minion she'll like blast them and it'll just like break <laughs> off another <laughs> right, piece she'll, she'll <laughs> break off the west wing or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. well they do mention in the movie as long as her castle is still like cloudy and gloomy then we know that she's still looking for Aurora oh. because she's not happy there's like mm-hmm. one little throwaway line about it oh, so they true. so they must be able to see it mm-hmm. because they talk about her her lair and then it cuts to it It's right before it cuts to you know all of her minions like dancing around the fire the yeah. first time
4: when she um we're skipping a second, but when that she when she <laughs> frames. Um, prince Philip. I mean, that's that's scary. Yeah. He goes, and, yeah. and, and I love how, I mean, the fairies obviously know that they dug this hole, but they're really aware of what's going on. And they're like, oh my god, Philip, we have mm-hmm. to go get him. And it's it's She's kind of flurry with him. Like, yes. hey, he t- ties him like, up. Like, yes. when,
3: when he's tied Absolutely. up in the ropes, yeah. so there's some kind oh, of, well, like, innuendo. there's some kind of, some like, <laughs> bondage action going on. <laughs> and Maleficent <laughs> gives him that look when she's holding the candle. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, BDSM was, like, I a thing your in your the prince. 50s. <laughs> I mean, Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, yep.
4: So this is interesting. What do you guys think about this? Again, last night, getting ready for this, I was doing so much research, and it doesn't really bother me because he he does what he needs to do. But someone says he doesn't talk for the rest of the picture. Oh,
3: the prince. Yeah, and I guess yeah, you know, like, yeah like, Philip, obviously he it makes sense. Yeah, if she
4: tapes him, but then yeah, like it. But it, you know, he's very. I mean, uh, just I mean,
3: kind of the last fifteen minutes of the movie is all visual. Mm-hmm, that it's, right, it's yeah. sort of it's telling the story with true. There's not a lot. I of think dialogue. it's better. It's yeah. better than, yeah. if,
1: than
4: if he was complaining. Yeah, because what would he be better. saying? Yeah,
2: yeah. But it is interesting to note mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no, there, he doesn't have because he has dialogue. personality for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
4: um, some people complain that. The father scene isn't necessary, but I think it's a little icebreaker before. I think all that scary you need. Stuff. Well, I think yeah. that you
3: also need some context of the family right, situation right. too.
4: Yeah. This
2: is the 16th century. No, yes. I, don't know. Uh, I mean, we have to talk about the Drunk this Jessica bard. Or yeah, or the, or the drunken yeah. like Love the bard, <laughs> the so drunken funny. madrigal or whatever he is. This drink. like this queen. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, they're like uh, they're not watching where this wine is going. Somebody's, somebody's got to drink it. I well, love that's this why character. I kind
4: of like that Philip doesn't care that she's a peasant girl. He's yeah. like, I want a real, you know, not not some princess. Or I
3: mean, it's also kind of satisfying when uh, Aurora's all bummed out. But you're just like, oh, girl, it's going to be fine. Don't worry. He Don't really worry, is a prince. <laughs> she's so sad. It, it's all going to work
2: out. Don't be sad. <laughs> she's... She is very sad. (laughs) They just met. He just came over and started singing Once Upon a Dream to her and just like, she's like throwing herself in the bed Mm -hmm. in despair.
3: I mean, not happy that she finally gets to move out of this cottage with these three old women (laughs) and gets to go live in a damn mansion. Oh my God. But the entire
2: like walk back to the castle. Oh yeah. This like death march. Mm -hmm. She's got like this hood and she's just like sulking the entire time. Oh,
3: they, when <laughs>
4: when they leave her alone and Maleficent's eyes just pop up in the in uh,
3: yeah, the fireplace, I mean that's some like that's some like James Wan, that's some Exorcist shit yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. really that's like the opening shot of like Insidious, and then just the yeah. slow
4: yeah. lift mm-hmm. of her and she's hypnotized. And she yeah, goes, I mean it's just it's so good. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean I never really thought of that. Of that, I'm a huge horror. A movie watcher, and I just never really thought of Sleeping Beauty as this introductory horror movie it's for children. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beauty, I mean, there. it just yeah. feels like you're just looking into this darkness whenever Maleficent is on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah, too. Yeah,
4: it's just mesmerizing. But yeah, when they're when they're trying to, it's just, you know, like I said, it's just so suspenseful when the when the fairies are running, yeah. running down the stairs and the hallway, and that music.
3: Dun, yeah, dun, 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 it's a beautiful dun, score. Yeah, the music's really. I think I found the score was Oscar-nominated. Oh, good! Yep, you know. it was. Mm-hmm. It's okay. its only Oscar. It deserves it. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, I do love specifically and the, the way of of the
2: Aurora
4: place. is positioned when Maleficent does that reveal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh should, yeah, on the ground. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's just so scary.
3: Like she's yeah. dead. She I mean she... like reveals Aurora's dead body yeah. underneath her Here's underneath her precious cloak. Precious. It's like if yeah. you ever
2: if you ever watch Family Guy and they always have that position that the characters fall into when they get like hit like, mm-hmm. by a car or something. <laughs> <laughs> they always have this crazy position with their limbs all out of whack. Yeah. It's
3: it's that position. I think my favorite moment of uh the voiceover performance mm-hmm. of Maleficent is when she's talking to Philip when he's in the dungeon. Yeah. And she's just sort of laying it all out for him. Like, mm. oh, she's like sleeping in the tower. Yeah. She's going to be there for a while. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. You'll get to meet her, but you're going to be like a hundred years old.
4: But a hundred years to yeah. a steadfast heart, mm-hmm. but, but a day or something but like that. But yeah, you it's are going her to Her language sit- is so... Yeah. Um, what's the word? Like, she's... Um, <laughs> not, I don't, I'm Not toying with him, but yeah, like yeah. She's, she's she's really yeah. Oh, she's,
3: she's like reveling all of this, plan. but I, tormenting. Yeah, yeah. I also
2: love that we get like the visuals of yeah. like old man Philip on like oh
4: my god, it's on this creepy.
2: horse, yeah. like just
3: like eh. it's like oh, don't worry, she'll wake up, <laughs> and it's gonna be a fucking bummer when she does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the years roll by, but a hundred years to a steadfast heart are but a day, and now. The gates of a dungeon part, and our prince is free to go his way. Off he rides on his noble steed, a valiant figure, straight and tall, to wake his love with love's first kiss and prove that true love conquers all. <laughs>
3: and you are going to sit in this prison in the dungeon and yeah. think about all of this. Think about what you did. Decades upon <laughs> decades. So yeah. good.
4: Yep. Yeah. I love how um, – well, again, we mentioned this earlier. But yeah, I guess that's when the fairies are sneaking in and yeah, you know, when they see the minions dancing. It's so mm-hmm. scary. You're worried for them. And then – um, does her raven have a name? His or- name is Diablo.
3: OK. She and doesn't say it in the she movie. I almost but- kind of wonder if that – like if there was a cut line or an extended sequence where she does say the name. But the raven's name is Diablo. Yeah.
4: And then the fairies aren't playing. They're like, no time to explain. Just get up. we, yeah. got, we gotta go. Because
2: he's never seen them before. Yeah. But he's just. They're like, all right. But when
4: Maryweather, when she turns Diablo into the yeah. I,
3: I love is that So <laughs> funny and so very satisfying. Funny. And also <laughs> so the look, earth. the look on Maleficent's face is, can't you change him back? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I mean, it, like Maybe is she sort of things you can't? Is watch. there certain you things know? in this magic well, that they, you can't correct?
2: Well, they mm-hmm. can't break her spells so Mm -hmm. maybe she can't break theirs yeah you know but it was very interesting because meriwether herself was the one that said no it wasn't she was the one that said you know she wanted to turn maleficent into something and they're like no we can only use our magic for good Mm -hmm. we can't do that because meriwether was like well we'll just turn maleficent into a frog oh yeah turn her into a toad and flora says we can't do that we yeah, can only use our magic because he's yeah, evil yeah. yeah so i don't know i noticed on and this viewing because...
3: of something that i've never noticed about the castle drawbridge is that it's um it's fists the chains the, the chains, chains on the drawbridge are, the chains on the drawbridge come out of fists. like hands
2: yeah oh i never knew yeah it's yeah. so cool it's really weird oh, God, mm-hmm.
4: i love yeah. still having things to discover
2: yeah exactly and that was the thing we were like neither one of us noticed it we we're like holy shit how is that See, I love
4: how she gets like five minutes of peace. She's like, for the first time in sixteen years, I'll (laughs) sleep well. It's like you thought.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, And then the thorns. You know, it's there's just some really cool imagery when Philip is breaking out of the castle. You know, and head out of Maleficent's castle and heading to Sleeping Beauty's castle because you know there's all the things where they're shooting arrows at him and the they turn them into. Flowers, flowers, yep. or you know, the falling rocks turn to gay bubbles. Gay rainbows, the gay rainbows, the, <laughs> love it. it's like the burning tar yeah. turns yeah. into rainbows. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that yep. shit. So cool, but yeah, this is when you know Male- Maleficent says that you know a forest of thorns is going to like cover the castle, so we can't get to it. I just that.
4: love when she's like. No fucking way! <laughs> it cannot be. And yeah, she's like, I guess I gotta, yeah, <laughs> gotta go do shit. All right, we gotta figure this. Shit <laughs> and that out. that that little spin—it's very simple. I'm not saying it's simple animation, mm-hmm. but just that yellow and purple looks like fireworks flying.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: and she's like,
3: boom. Yeah, I mean, what a time in animation that, like, visual effect, like visual effects. It's just like the early days of just animation effects yeah. Yeah. and all of that had to be drawn somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of like the flames, the the little like sparkles and the wands, yeah. like all like, of that had to be created.
2: You know what else is very uh, like specific in this movie in that style of animation is when the fairy godmothers are giving their gifts to her and it cuts to these like very oh, dreamy yeah. uh-huh. kind of like um Abstract yeah. imagery, and there's like birds, and there's like you know the princess sitting there, but it's all very like mid-century modern kind of like abstract. Another yeah. thing I read Art. last night was someone Art.
4: saying that the movie almost feels like a dream, and that's what makes yeah. it work too, because it yeah. doesn't. It is kind of more vignettes mm-hmm. than than coherence.
2: Yeah, than like a story, and, um, yeah.
4: and it kind of go back to heart I feel like as I love Suspiria. That's mm-hmm. top five for me. And there's a little things, of, you know, which is the cast. I mean, Suspiria reminds me a little of Sleep Beauty. And then you hear that Argento was inspired and okay. influenced by uh, fairy tales and stuff when like mm-hmm. he wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, I just, I was thinking about that last night just because Suspiria also feels like a dream. You're oh, like, yeah. What's
2: the, the color motifs, you know? yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. And, mm-hmm. You know, just tying into the heart. Yeah. Um
3: It's one of uh, Guillermo del Toro's favorite movie dragons. Is when Maleficent turns into a dragon. I think that, uh, yeah, he's like cited that. It's that I mean, it's one it's, of his favorites. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think Guillermo and del Toro's favorite movie dragon
2: is uh, from Dragon Slayer. Oh, sure. but The uh, Dragon Slayer dragons are pretty cool, though. And the Dragon Slayer dragon has a name and it's a crazy name. I know what it is. Don't ask me why. But its name is Vermithrax pejorative. Oh, wow. That's the name of the dragon in Dragon Slayer. <laughs> Which I love that. It's so weird. It doesn't mean anything. Um, but yeah, the the dragon that she eventually like morphs into is just so cool looking. Um, it's got the the Maleficent purple and green color scheme. We love it. So,
4: okay, sorry. This is, this is where I got this from. I took a screenshot because mm-hmm. I wanted to read it. Um, I think this, damn it, I don't know where the article is from. But it said, that is the vein Sleeping Beauty taps most of all elemental senses of fear and joy. There's a dreamlike quality to the entire film. And then um, reference me on this. It says there's from the way the characters speak in fancified tones in one scene, but shift into 1950s vernacular in another scene. Oh, wow. okay. sure. of, maybe that's Maleficent, you know, talking to Philip. She's very, yeah. you know, it's very
2: flowery. Uh, yes. language. <laughs> Each
4: image in its own way feels like something out of your mind as you drift off to slumber. It's haunting, sometimes unnerving. You can't find this in most Disney films, you know. Blah blah blah. It's um, yeah. You know, it, there's a. Re- I think there's a reason it wasn't appreciated. Not you know, just at, sometimes at
3: audiences just don't know what to do with something that's yeah. like that groundbreaking mm-hmm. too. That they're used to just like everything else that they've seen. I would love to you know
4: about. Back in the '59, a you know, family taking their little kid that might have just like ran out screaming. Like mm-hmm. I just I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but
2: that's, there's a long history of like children's movies just scaring the hell out yeah. of kids. Mr. Voss,
4: you're right. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. which really gave me nightmares. Yeah,
2: but I mean, even to, even to this day, like some kids' movies can have like scary. Those I are all the best ones. I
3: mentioned it on the last episode, but that scene in Pinocchio where they turn into donkeys. Yeah. Very One of the scariest movie. scenes ever committed to animation. Yeah. But I mean, ever you know, people
2: always reference return to Oz being just like scarring, you know, <laughs> people being scarred for life, by things like return to Oz and even up to something like Coraline, you mm-hmm. know, just having these very dark final acts where the final, you know, character or the final showdown is just like this evil
3: monster. Definitely not the type of movies that Disney makes now. No,
2: I don't think Disney's in the business. And that's of another Disney. reason, you
4: know, oh. Tangled versus Frozen. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Frozen. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to argue that it wasn't hugely successful, one and two. But I didn't feel that fear in Frozen. Uh-huh. I didn't have any sense of worry about how it's going to end or what's. I mean, Tangled. Mother Gothel is a very good villain. She's so yeah. Yeah? psychologically mm-hmm. manipulative. I mean, yeah. she fucking stabs Flynn. Like the <laughs> finale of that movie, again, it was yeah. the suspense, and then he rips yeah. the hair like. I think Tangled to me is a there's lot nothing more intimate.
3: well yeah there's yeah. nothing woke about how Mother Gothel is portrayed. It's very it's like <laughs> the classics. Yeah, yeah. She she harkens back to a,
2: an old-fashioned Disney villain, mm-hmm. and the a lot of the big moments in it do really kind of reflect the older. But it's funny, movies, you know, the
4: way the that classics. we'll never understand how hard it really was to make these films. You know, I guess after Princess and the Frog, what have you? You know, I think once they did one movie the computer way or whatever you would say like how could they ever go back I mean of course we want to see it that's why I love Lilo and Stitch it was that final watercolor you know the final blockbuster yeah Lilo and Stitch has some beautiful
3: backgrounds I was just listening to the Phil Collins soundtrack the Tarzan today (laughs) and I was kind of thinking like I really like Tarzan because Tarzan has the 2D character design but the 3D backgrounds and I Mm. think it's one of the more successful ones of that time yeah it was like that and also like Treasure Planet tried to do similar stuff with that. See,
4: I remember seeing that back in the day, supporting mm-hmm. it. I don't remember liking it at all. And now it's having this <laughs> renaissance of everyone saying like, it's the best Disney blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Atlantis, all that. I mean there was a lot of people – Emperor's New Groove I recently saw. I would never seen it. People <gasps> love that one. You know, that final <laughs> – you know, those were the years when I started to be like, I'm too cool for Disney. And then of course, yeah, you know, yeah, I was yeah, getting right. older. And Lilo and Stitch surprised me. But but yeah, it, there's there's a little bit of experiments going on. Around that time. Yeah, but
2: again, it's one of those things that they're just evolving and they're trying to get on the cutting edge of animation and, mm-hmm. and what they can do in in an animated movie. And uh, I mean, for better or for worse, they're, they're trying, new, trying new things and new concepts and all that. But, um, but we
4: can say in confidence that nothing is as beautiful as
2: Sleeping <laughs> Beauty. Is. I mean, yeah, there's just something sp- like special about it even with the other movies of its time it just it looks different and it feels it
3: sort of just operates on a whole different level mm-hmm. as movies like Peter Pan Alice in Wonderland and Cinderella do yeah like it's a little more special yeah mhm
4: so back after the after the fight of course i i love when the, the whole town's like how much did we drink last night yeah. you know, they're, they're like waking them up and it it, it it ends pretty quickly after that i mean
2: yeah I, uh, well yeah there it does it does wrap up pretty pretty quickly after sh- after she wakes i up. mean
3: they were only asleep for maybe <laughs> hour and a half maybe not very long mm-hmm.
2: uh and i mean you know prince philip and and aurora they just had their one dance out in the woods, and they go live happily ever after. Sure. Beautiful looking couple. <laughs> and Fauna
4: says, I just love happy endings.
2: So are we thinking that Prince Philip was, how old would you say was, five or six when she was a baby in the cradle?
4: <laughs> yeah, so we could say he's 21. 21. She's 16. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking he
2: game looked game. maybe six at the oldest, <laughs> mm-hmm. first grade. He didn't look that. Yeah. He was
3: like a big kid but he wasn't like he gives her a dirty look and he gives. <laughs> yeah he gives her that like mm-hmm. who's this baby it was the look that that kid has on the news when he's dancing the lady gaga <laughs> mm-hmm. yes you know a kid i'm uh, talking about uh-huh. yeah oh yeah everybody we like yeah the, it's that look. That kid.
2: Uh, yeah uh-huh. yep. <laughs> whatever happened to him i gotta find him He was probably at the Met Gala last weekend. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Don't even get me started. He should have been at the Met Gala if he wasn't. Um, But uh, I I do love the ending of this movie because the dancing when the dress keeps changing from red to blue, is that in uh, Beating the Beast? Or is that in Robin Hood? I feel like that little... Beauty and the Beast has
3: kind of a similar ending, I've, but the da- but the actual animation. Think, oh, really I sure. I think Robin Hood I took oh, sure. uh,
4: Snow White dancing with the dwarves. Yeah, Robin
3: Hood Snow. has a lot of Snow White. Well, yeah. I remember reading that the most problematic scene that cost them the most money that they had to sort of scrap and mm-hmm. start over of mm-hmm. this movie was their first dance and their meeting. That that's In the, the scene that took the most work. Ah. That I guess that whatever they were animating wasn't working. Sure. Disney gave it the axe. When he, I mean, he did probably little supervision on this movie because Walt was doing the park at this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was probably very preoccupied with it. I think that his only direction was, I want Sleeping Beauty. I want a classic fairy tale. Do not make it like any of the other ones. Yeah. It can't look like it Snow can't White. look like Snow White or Cinderella. That was his main objective. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they succeeded in that. Yeah,
2: um, and especially with you know with Prince Philip. And I mean, we keep talking about Prince Philip, but I mean, come on, <laughs> what is this? What is this show about? But when you look at Prince Charming, both of them, because in Snow White and Cinderella, he was just Prince Charming, right? Yeah. Um, there's like the characterization. Well, he's barely in Snow White. He's in like two scenes. And in Cinderella, it's like yes, he's handsome, but Prince Philip just feels like more of a fleshed out character, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that he like he has his little singing part, and I don't know, just his animation, the look of him just looks just feels that much
3: more. It's a very successful, it's a very it uh, successful voice too. Yeah, the voice is of great, the actor yeah. that they got, I can't remember yeah, his name.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, we'll post pictures and all that of
2: the yeah. of the animation reference and everything. But yeah, Prince Philip is is his costume is so cool. He's got the little the little shorty cape. I like his little half cape. I'm
3: always a big sucker for like the hunky Disney cosplayers whenever they do Prince Philip <laughs> at like d uh, D23 and uh-huh. stuff. Sure. Yeah, I got. Mm-hmm. Do they that. ever do him at the parks? I have never seen. Prince I've seen Prince a, Philip a Flynn at Rider at the park, I, and I was. We like, We have seen a child. Flynn rider we got to follow I met Melissa
4: at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party in Disney Love it. World. Cool. It's, she's hard to find. Oh, I bet. Because I'm sure, you know, you don't want to half-ass her. Yeah, Like the yeah. makeup and everything, it's it's a lot to do. And, yeah. And yeah, I think it's just around Halloween that you can see her, but it's not. Yeah. So, I mean, do
3: they reference more Angie? Oh, no. no. Well, or is I, it yeah, the animated it's, it's one? The animated
4: when one. I saw it, was animated. But yeah, yeah okay. I, don't, I wouldn't be down with
2: it. <clears throat> so we don't have to talk too in depth about the movie Maleficent or its sequel, Mistress of Evil. But I do kind of want to talk about the couple of live action iterations of Maleficent. Because there's more than just Angelina Jolie. Oh, sure. There's um, the Descendants. There's the Descendants. Descendants, And it was Kristen Chenoweth. And that is just, to me, looks like a cosplay (laughs) uh, Halloween. Like, uh, she's going going to a kid's birthday party. That is a Spirit of Halloween adult deluxe Maleficent costume. Or, like, adult deluxe, like, cartoon witch (laughs) costume.
3: Um, Evil fairy costume. Yes. That's probably what they would... Call it at Spirit of Halloween. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, she's given it... I, we've seen bits and pieces of the Descendants movies.
4: I, I haven't. thing with the Descendants movies,
3: crazy. like, we sat down one Sunday afternoon and watched. I don't even think we finished it. No. My big thing was, I thought there would be more singing.
2: Like, yeah. I was kind of
3: sold, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a fun Disney Channel musical. Oh, there are songs in the movie. But I was kind of shocked of yeah. all of the... Downtime that there was no singing. It got boring. That it just um, got kind of boring. I think boring. we turned it off after Kristen
2: Chenoweth's big song. Mm. And uh, yeah, so she's in like a Spirit Halloween costume, very much looks like a character at Disneyland. And then there's Christian Bauer von Stratten from True oh, Blood. Oh, she was on Once Upon a Time. time I thought that she was pretty good. Time. I thought she was pretty good on Once Upon yeah. a Time, too. Did you ever watch any Once no. Upon a Time? It was fun at...
3: At the beginning. It's a little front loaded in the yeah. first two seasons it and got then crazy. it kind of and then it kinda of jumps the shark. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I still see names to this day about like when that yeah, when that went bad or whatever.
3: Yeah. And uh, oh, like I, can judge a, mm-hmm.
4: I can judge a person based on when they stopped watching Once Upon a yeah. Time. I think that's yeah. what I saw the other I mean, day.
3: Stop that's watching. A good one. That's stop a good one. watching. I mean, I fell off when they went to Camelot and I was just like, Okay, I think I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah. and they also did an Aurora in that, and I think that she's just kind of forgettable. It's the girl from In America. Oh, okay. It's that Irish accent. Something.
4: No, Samantha not oh, not, sorry, okay. not Samantha Morton. It's one of the, <laughs> one of of, are, one of the little girls. Oh, one of the little girls.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, one little girls. okay. No, no one, one who knows thinking. who they are. Um, so, but, yeah, well, I mean,
4: well, I was initially excited for Maleficent. I was giving yeah, it a chance because yeah. I mean, because the, if there's any scene that is just shot for shot. It's yeah. the christening. Yes. And I mean, she nails it. And yeah. do you remember
3: when those leaked paparazzi photos came out of her? And I think that she was like walking in tall grass. Yeah. And you saw her horn. Because it's not the black She outfit. had her big staff. Horn, like It was yeah. kind of her like pastoral, mm-hmm. yeah, like Maleficent look. And those were the first images that came out. Yeah. And you're I just like, now. oh my God. Mm-hmm. And looks incredible. Yeah. That's the
2: thing. She, uh, or I don't know who, you know, Decided to go so hard on the costuming, but they really did do a good job with the horns yeah. and the costuming and the leather work. And
3: they give her prosthetics in her. Now, change. would she you her yep. yeah.
4: want to ever see a live action version of Sleeping Beauty just not like a like just, straight I, leap Sleeping I mean, Beauty I know adaptation? I don't want to. Part of me is like, is that what I've what I've preferred? Because yeah. Yeah, like I said, it was the choice to make her have a heart if ba- you will yeah the backstory Cause, you know. uh, for a minute I thought I because in the trailer you saw the dragon so I was like yes, yes yeah. but it's her raven yeah you know I mean? or no yeah. one of her henchmen or something but then I thought oh well that could work in the movie if you want to say that in that final moment mm-hmm. she turned Diablo into a mm-hmm. dragon and not herself and then she Sam, got away somehow right. but Sam, yeah
3: Sam Riley and um okay Breton uh, Thulis Thulis uh, Third days, he's I don't know. <laughs> he's in <laughs> he's in one of the fucking pirates movies, but he's later recast as that guy from Beach Rats. What are you talking about, uh, Prince Philip? Oh, okay. We were,
2: okay, we weren't talking about Prince oh, Philip. Oh, yeah.
4: you know they tried to make him happen. He didn't happen. He was in the, the giver. Kid from Beach Rats. The, oh,
3: sure. The oh, this guy. He's talking about the first guy. Yeah.
4: Brandon Thwaites. Thwaites. Brendan yeah, Thwaites. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He was cute. I also,
3: uh, I mean. I like Elle Fanning, but I really don't... I really don't think that she was a very good Aurora. Mm-hmm.
4: I think there are some people that say Mistress of Evil is better because it's just like its own story. Right.
3: You're not constantly... I mean, anxious. I, I, liked I of guess... I guess Mistress better. of Evil, you get um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. I like
2: Mistress of Evil better, mm-hmm. I, and you're right, because it doesn't kind of follow the print, the Sleeping Beauty story anymore. Yeah. Um, so... I'll tell you, the
4: only Disney animated film live-action I thought it was great with Cinderella with Kate Blanchett. I, I thought it was Cinderella. incredible. Yeah.
3: And I felt like the her portrayal of Lady Tremaine, they were able to give her depth, but they still made her a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they kind of found this good middle ground yeah. that like you can put some character in her, but you won't completely like
4: when Cinderella me. says I forgive you. I, I literally like jumped up in chair. I was like, I, I forgot that like just words can make me feel like I just saw someone like, you know, kill somebody. Like, I mean, that was great. I thought that was, cause I was wondering how that was gonna yeah. play out. And there's man. that scene yeah.
3: where uh, Kate smashes the shoe Oof, so, Yeah. Right. And they put that in the trailer too. Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: But yeah, I mean, even, I know it's not great to always talk about Rotten Tomatoes or critics or whatever, but I mean, I think Cinderella did Get pretty well round. I mean, you know, being the beast is here and there, Lion yeah. King, you know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of, st- I'm tired. But I have to yeah. tell myself, Devin, there are kids growing up now that these are theirs. You yeah, know, you they don't theirs. care. Yeah, they don't yeah. care. But Lilo and Stitch, I keep hearing about, and I'm like, that would be really weird. It, it
3: would be it, so it weird. Would be really
2: weird. They're doing it, aren't they?
4: I mean, I, I think they're doing it. I stopped hearing about it, so I hope it just. Die. That's true,
3: I did stop. I hearing mean, about can't it. you just make, like, shorts for Disney Plus? I don't know. Well, Little
4: Mermaid's definitely happening. Yeah. Um
3: and- they just announced the release date for Little Mermaid. It's going to be Memorial Day of 2023. Holy that is shit. a long way away. Coming I to did Pluto? Not hear that? Wow! <laughs> oh my TV. god! On Pluto TV? Imagine <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: that's like the other day with Halloween announcing Peacock. It's just it's the times we're in. That you got to just accept it. I still want theaters to thrive, but yeah. I, I, I think you know. Disney Plus, it's you have to do the $30 or whatever, like when Cruella came out, right? Oh, like yeah. It's not just... Like HBO, it's just there to watch. But Disney Plus, it's like you have to pay yeah. for it on top of your...
3: Well, and also Shang-Chi was not on Disney Plus.
4: And it's doing great. Yep. So, so people, that's people have ho- to go see it in the theater. Yeah.
3: I think they're trying to weather the storm of the COVID box office numbers by putting it in 2023, May.
4: Of course. That's yeah. what it mm-hmm. feels like in yeah. general. Just yeah, keep pushing it doesn't things, need pushing to be. Things.
2: They, they wrapped... They wrapped photography on that a while ago. They don't need it's it's not going to take an entire year to cut together, so they're just holding it.
3: And uh they just um they're filming uh Peter and Windy right now with Jude Law, Windy, and um that's done by the guy that did The Green Knight and Peach Dragon.
1: Oh.
3: That could be kind of cool. Mhm. I like that director. I really liked Cruella. I need yeah,
2: to watch it. It was fun. Yeah, you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it yet. Well, it's off of Premier Access, so you can just watch it if you have. Disney okay, Plus. cool. You don't have to pay anymore. So, so that's good. But yeah, I I definitely enjoyed uh, Cruella. So some of them, yeah, uh Cinderella's actually great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maleficent, yeah. There's some good scenes. There's some good visuals, but altogether, it's I don't a know movie
3: that it, that's definitely works. driven by Angie star power too.
2: Yeah, I mean Angelina mm-hmm.
3: Jolie is, is kind of great. So
2: So yeah, so uh, so that's uh that's all we'll talk about those live actions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um we should probably wrap, maybe I mean wrap is it our up. episode
3: r- running longer than the runtime for Sleeping Beauty? <laughs>
2: How long is? Well, Sleeping I'm impressed. Beauty? We've been going. You guys didn't take a break or anything. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, I mean, I think that it's much. like I think it's like 70 minutes. It's 75. 75, 75 yeah.
2: minutes. Wow, that's a short movie.
3: I mean, all of those old Disney movies, they don't really yeah. go over 80 minutes. Yeah. Huh.
2: Well, all right. <laughs> Does anybody have any final thoughts? So to to leave on uh, on Sleeping Beauty before we do wrap it up.
4: I just, you know, when I sat down to watch it last night, part of me was like, do I even need to watch this? You've seen this a million times. Blah, I don't feel like it. And the fact that I was still sitting there an hour in just like completely enamored and in awe. How great to just be a grown ass man and still (laughs) feel the same way I did when I was like three years old. It's just magic, magic, magic of that film.
3: I mean, we talked a little bit about queer coding of Disney villains on our Robin Hood episode. But I mean... Maleficent, kind of a classic example of queer coding of this villain. Yeah. That it's kind of fun to read that into it now as an adult watching it. Mm -hmm. That there is this sort of otherness about Maleficent that she's not really accepted by the court. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's kind of, is like, is she, is she, like, this fabulous lipstick lesbian that, like, lives in her castle and she's not invited, and she's not invited to the wedding? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fun to kind of... Project especially since that, you know kind of back then
4: everything had to be you know hitchcock whatever everything was between the lines because yeah they you know they had to create these characters but they couldn't really say but yeah no of course i mean yeah you wonder it's like it's funny i don't want to embarrass my friend but yesterday i mentioned i was coming on and he was like did that movie make you gay <laughs> and i was like i think some people like your, your, your the name of your podcast is mm-hmm. genius especially since there's that show's still coming on Thank movies you. that made us and i'm yeah. like I was like, it's movies that made us come into our own, you know, accept <laughs> mm-hmm. ourselves, find ourselves through a character like Maleficent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just – you know, sometimes we
3: can play a little fast and loose with uh, with the movies we us choose. Us gays but... always identify with the fabulous villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Even when she's putting curses on infants. On yeah. <laughs> I think
4: before I was even like out and comfortable, there was like a – a quiz online that says, what's your favorite, th- our favorite character will tell you if you're gay or something. Yeah. It was like Stitch and Maleficent. I was like, great. <laughs> I was like, I'm outed. <laughs> <at it."
2: laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Well, I mean, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much for coming on. We almost time. did another
3: movie that is completely different than this. And I have a feeling that when you come back, on our show we will talk about that completely
4: different. I'm excited um, for that down the road, yeah. Right, well. And then yeah, if you let me just um for any people listening who are fans of HBO's The Comeback starring yeah. Lisa Kudrow, I have a podcast called I don't want to hear that and um it's it I think when I left off with you I hadn't quite finished season 1, mm-hmm. but I was lucky enough to get Laura Silverman who Great. who's uh Sarah Silverman's Sister and mm-hmm. p- producers of the show, actors of the show. And this Thanks. season two, I'm laying the groundwork for. But it's scary because I'm trying to get Seth Rogen, who's, who stars in season two. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, I, I, um, I'm lucky enough to have Lisa recognize my show. And I want her to come on She knows you two. exist. Does she yes. follow you? She follows Love it. Instagram. I know. That's amazing. It's so hard for me. Like – I think she had like she posted about the friends reunion, and I was like, "Hope it was fun." She was like, "Thanks, it was." Like, I'm like, I'm like, Devin, you do not want to get unfollowed. Stop being a nerd. But um, but yeah, it's it's very cool, and um, yeah, I I I like the to, to hope that she will come on for the. Oh, there she is on the, the Romy and Michelle sticker uh, Yeah, on there, <laughs> But yeah, so for any people listening, if you need a new show to watch and you're bored, check out the comeback. You guys, I'm hounding you about season two, and you haven't done it yet. I even. still oh, yeah, haven't finished
3: gonna... season two. Right. Your listeners and, are like,
2: why do they want to And I actually <laughs> and I watched the watched comeback
3: it. as it was airing on season one. It was my one college uh, summer that I had HBO, and it's the summer that that came on. I messaged you a few months ago about a Valerie Cherish quote of something about the gays like
4: oh yeah gotta get a gay mickey gotta gotta get get a gay gay, mickey
3: (laughs) they they get the um they get
4: the nuances more they get
3: they get the nuances more
4: it's my (laughs) it's one of my favorite bits it sums up the whole i'm just gonna tell your listeners it sums up the whole humor of the show yeah she's walking out of a publicist meeting and um the lady clearly didn't want anything to do with valerie and valerie's like yeah she wasn't a gal's gal you know she was like um i gotta get me a gay mickey they blah 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 and then she's like how about lou she says, this, and then Mickey, her hairstylist assistant's like, "Lou, you mean Ryan, like the guy that she used to work with?" She's like, "That's what I meant, Ryan. Yeah." He's like, "Oh, Red, he died back in, <laughs> back in '97." And then she goes, "Oh no, did he have?" And Mickey goes, "No, got hit by a truck crossing Barham." And she goes, "Oh good, oh, thank God." And then she, she goes, "Oh God, I just love it. He's referencing. You know, did he have it?" H&M? <laughs> He's like, "Oh good, good, <laughs> just died in oh, flaming car accident."
2: I love but, it. But, yeah. And uh, your socials for the show.
4: Oh yes, at I don't want to hear that.
2: Awesome. Well, listeners, go and check that out. Give them a like and a follow, and listen to all the episodes. Thank you. Yes, and um, well, thank you again for coming on. Of course, we'll have you again, and for this mystery episode that you two are referencing, hopefully we it will be uh, sooner than later. Mm -hmm. I think
4: we'll have to get residuals from the people going to rent it after we do this next episode. That
2: that would be very nice. But until then, uh, thanks again. See you later, man. Bye. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. As always. Another fun episode. Yeah. Love Sleeping Beauty. Mm -hmm. Love uh, our trip to Disney World. Hopefully we'll be posting lots of fun pics.
3: Yeah, we kind of timed out these two Disney episodes right when we're going to be in Florida.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. So
3: uh, we'll be uh, giving
2: you guys updates of all of our. We're fun
3: queuing them up to air and we are going to be Excellent. in another yes. state. Yes, indeed. So lucky you, lucky us. We all got some great content out there.
2: But uh, I think it's about that time. Patreon shout outs. Patreon <laughs> shout Time to say hey, hey, hello to all of our wonderful patrons. We just got a new patron, Esperanza. SV, thank you so much for joining the Patreon. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned Espy we'll on it. this show. Um, probably, yeah. You I think have, I've mentioned Espy yep. mm-hmm. uh, a couple times. Thank you so much for being a friend. She's a dear friend of mine. She's like Good to see her on the Patreon we'll list. It. Thank you so much. Means and a lot. we would also love to thank uh, our other patrons, Nicole, Susan, Barry, JJ, Brandon, Layton, Shelby, Merle, Michael, Charlie, Heather, Paul, uh, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emma, Millie, Aaron, linda jim jessica nick and shannon christine and rufino
1: thank you you so
2: much for joining the patreon thanks so much head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for fun exclusive content like
3: our monthly newsletter our monthly newsletter at the end of september is going to be really cool
2: is it just going to be full of Disney pictures? I think so.
3: <laughs> as well as our
2: Watch With Us commentary tracks. Those are on the $10 a month tier. You can uh, watch a movie on you know, Netflix, streaming, if you have the DVD, and uh, listen to us. Give our sparkling commentary. And it's just like you're watching the movie. With us here in our living room. And we're also going to be putting
3: a longer cut of the Little Mermaid episode. Okay. That I uh, wanted to shorten, I wanted to tighten up the episode, so I took out some of our fun tangents about Frozen. Well, the episode
2: went two hours.
3: It It went almost two hours, so I cut out the little bit where we kind of talked about Frozen. So that's going to be on the Patreon. Specifically that. So, uh, yeah,
2: check out the Patreon for all that fun stuff. We would also love it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Give us five stars. Write us a good review or read it on the show. Uh, you can follow us on socials, on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay. And on Twitter at MTMUGPod. Yes, indeed. My name is Pete. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter
3: at Peter Lasagna and I'm Scott Youngbauer on Instagram and Oscar Scott on Twitter and just Scott Youngbauer on Letterbox.
2: Yes, indeed. Well, uh, we will see you very, very soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. Until once upon a dream, <gasps> we will say. We'll see you once upon a dream. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye. Bye.